This is episode eight of season one of the Simplify and Multiply show. On this episode, I will be interviewing Ward Sandler, the CEO and co-founder of MemberSpace. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So one of the things that I was really excited about when I launched this particular show is that I wanted to bring on people that not only matched the audience that I'm speaking to, but also those who could provide a lot of value, uh, such as providers of services to solopreneurs and all of us that are out there on our own building our business. And this first interview is with uh, someone that I really have admired for several years and have I've actually been a customer of his product for uh, for probably about five years now. And I've watched his evolution as he's grown this business. And, you know, having a software company is not an easy thing. And he will actually talk a little bit about this. But one of the things that I've enjoyed most about watching his growth is to see how much he really cares about his customers. And he listens. And this is, I can't emphasize how important it is to listen to your customers and really develop your products and your services and even just your content marketing that you give away for free to build your audience by having that back and forth conversation where you're really understanding what people are struggling with. Because how else are you going to know what to create, what to serve, and how to have demand if you're not addressing what people are really struggling with? So I'm so happy that I got to invite uh, Ward Sandler, who is the co-founder and CEO of MemberSpace. Now, MemberSpace is a software company, and they're a third-party product that actually lays on top of, you know, forgive the expression, but it's like it integrates with Squarespace websites. And what it does is it turns a Squarespace website or part of a Squarespace website into an actual membership site. Now that means, you know, authentication, security, um, payment options, login, all types of controlled access, all the things that we like about a membership site, yet we don't want to get involved in learning a big infrastructure or investing a lot of money in something. We've already got a great Squarespace website and we want to lay something on top of it so we can actually have part of it or all of it be a true membership website. And that's what MemberSpace does. So I have a great conversation with Ward and we talk about a lot of different things about not only how he got started, but also some of the things that he recommends for his customers. And I think that this is going to be really helpful if you are considering a doing a membership site or doing online courses or some type of controlled access where you're charging a fee 
to give content, information, whatever it is to your customers or your clients, you want to be able to make sure that you're using a tool that is uh, safe and works really well if you're doing a Squarespace website, which is my favorite platform, by the way, if you haven't already <laughs> figured that out. <laughs> and uh, just really understand that this is an important part of any business, especially for a solopreneur, because what it enables you to do is it enables you to have recurring revenue based on content that you create once. So, I mean, every online membership site has different types of content and offers different types of uh, things that you can engage with. Some are high touch, some are basically here's a bunch of video library you can go and learn yourself, like, you know, some type of online training or what have you. And they often combine with like a Facebook group or something like that where socials involved and everything runs the gamut. But what's great is this allows you to scale your business. And that's what I love about doing something like this. And this is also why online courses and membership sites are so popular because they allow the solopreneur to create scale and be in more places than one <laughs> at any given time. So without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and just launch into this wonderful interview with Ward Sandler, CEO and co-founder of Memberspace. Hey, I'd like to welcome Ward Sandler, the CEO and co-founder of Memberspace uh, today on the podcast. Hey, Ward, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Terry. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Uh, so I had a little intro prior to our conversation, so I just wanted to just launch right into some questions and we can have a fun discussion about what you're doing today and uh, how you can maybe offer some tips and advice to the Simplify Multiply audience. Sounds so good. great. So what were some of the early struggles that you experienced as you were bringing member space to market? So you've already got 320 NY going good and you are finding that there's this strong desire of Squarespace subscribers that they want a membership website. Uh, what were some of the things that you struggled with as you were bringing that to market? Well, when we first launched member spaces, real, real bare bones, very, very initial, simple version where you could literally just protect pages on your website and have people give you their name and email address to get access to those pages. And that's literally all we did. So uh, as you can imagine, if someone's trying to create a membership business, that is just the beginning of what they need help with. But we built that because that was the core that a lot of people needed. They needed literally just that. And so at first our struggle was, well, people want a lot more features and we don't have them yet and we're going to build them. But you know, we're, we're a bootstrap team. At first it was just uh, me and my partner, Ryan. So just two people, uh, so you, know, you can only build so fast. So that, that was probably the, the biggest thing is that we had a lot of requests for a lot of other features, but that also was good in a way because it, it helped us find out, okay, what is it that people need the most next? And that, that's how we built build out more features. You know, it's interesting. I listened to one of uh, another podcast where you were interviewed and you made a, a comment about uh, keeping things simple. That's one of the things you recommend for member space subscribers as they're actually trying to build out their own membership sites on a Squarespace platform to not try to jam, you know, 10 pounds of, you know, what in a five pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Now a lot of people, uh, especially when it comes to, like the, the pricing model, I think over overthink it sometimes. And, you know, from a customer's perspective, if you think about your own experience, when you buy things, especially online, the simpler, the better, the clearer, the better, right? Uh, everyone's got a little bit of a 
I guess, a, a fear and anxiety when they're buying something online, even these days. I mean, obviously, it's getting less and less as it becomes more and more normal to buy things online. But there's still a little bit of that there, I think, for everyone inherently, especially as you get older. Um, so by keeping pricing real simple that, you know, it's X dollars a month and here's what you get and that's it and not, not a convoluted 30 day free trial, then 15 bucks for the first month, then it's a hundred dollars after that, but then you got to recur annually. It's just, you're getting too crazy. You just keep it really simple. Yeah, that's great advice for everybody, uh, especially myself. I mean, what's the name of this show? It's Simplify and Multiply. <laughs> right. Have you always, I always like to uh, ask questions about what made you go out on your own? What was it that you know, some people get laid off work. That was my situation. I worked for Marriott. I got laid off um, when the economy turned bad. And I love to ask, what was it that really brought you to, you know, and even if you have had a business before 320 NY, I don't know if that was your, was that your first business? It was. So what was it that made you start that company? Uh, well, I was working at uh, like a large financial company, Thomson Reuters. Uh, I was actually doing sales, enterprise sales for uh, expensive tax software, uh, which is as boring as it sounds. But uh, we we actually enjoyed it because at first it was just a startup before it was acquired by Thomson Reuters. So like the, the group of people there were super fun. Everyone was cool. It, it, it Even though we didn't really care what we were selling, even though it was a good product, it, it was a good group of people. But as we got, as we got, when we got bought by a large Fortune 500, Thomson Reuters, things started to change. The culture started to change. More, more rules, less fun, and it, and it got lamer and lamer. And eventually, we were, you know, me and, and lots of people were just like disgruntled and just didn't didn't want to do it anymore. It wasn't even though it was good money, it just wasn't worth it. So me and my partner started to explore, you know, random business ideas that were terrible. But um, the point was that we wanted to do something else. And every idea we had, we were like, well, we'd, we would have to hire somebody to do that. Um, and because we don't know how to code or build anything, because everything you want to do pretty much involves the internet these days. So uh, at the time, neither of us had any training whatsoever in that. So we still, we were like, well, let, let, why don't we read a book and see how complicated it is? And so we both read an HTML and CSS book, the basics, and, uh, and kind of took it from there. And then we both kind of took off. I went more on the design side. He went more on the back end logic side and, and just kind of worked out nicely. And, and that's how we began. Oh, that's great. Interesting. Uh, you just spend all that time researching and learning. I remember when I first uh, kind of had to learn Squarespace, I had a new client that actually dictated. So they said, I want this on the Squarespace platform. And this is back in 09 when I was still hand coding everything. And I did like you did. I read and I went, I took some classes and I figured out how to do it because my background is design and creative. So the coding was new to me. I had to learn it. And thank God it's binary. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's not subjective like creative is. Right. Um, and I remember uh, learning Squarespace and just like thanking the heavens because it's such a wonderful platform. And I mean, it's amazing how much it's evolved over the years. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's really taken off as far as the amount of features they have and, and, and the different functionality. It's, it's able to work for so many different types of websites that it wasn't able to before. Now, what do you, do you ever have a concern or do you have a, a, a strategy uh, to deal with the interdependency that you have with MemberSpace and Squarespace? Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, it, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing because we're kind of the only game in town that, that really does this well as far as memberships for Squarespace. Um, when it comes to other website platforms like WordPress, there, there's a ton of plugins and other competitors. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, for sure, our, our, our roadmap, our strategy is to expand other platforms, uh, probably WordPress next. Uh, but right now, Squarespace doesn't have membership functionality. And even if they do launch it, it's probably going to be something really simple, um, very basic. And the kind of people who would who would use that would be would not be people who are running serious membership businesses because they, yeah, they, they, they would need, you know, pro features. And, and, and so it's we're not too, too worried about it, um, but it is something, we, you know, obviously you want to hedge your bets and not not have full reliance on any one thing in general with business, right? Yeah, or Squarespace will come along, knock on your door, and want to buy you. <laughs> Doubt that. I mean, <laughs> we we get we actually get that joke a lot from people, and and I just don't. And at least their track record, they don't really buy companies, at least that we've seen. So it just that's not really their mo. That they have a big enough team, and and they keep getting. They recently raised like two hundred something million dollars. Like they they have money to buy developers to build whatever they want to build. So well. Yeah. <laughs> If they can afford a Super Bowl commercial, then yeah, they're right. doing something right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, this first season of the Simplify Multiply show is all about how to stay organized and focused. And so what are some of the things that you do uh, to stay organized and focused on what you need to do to take care of your customers and continually improve member, member space? Well, yeah, I guess from a from a macro view, uh, I, are you familiar with the book uh, Deep Work by uh, Cal Newport? Yes. So, um, yeah, I read that recently and, 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 uh, yeah, it definitely resonated the idea of, you know, when you are working work, like don't be constantly switching tabs or compulsively checking email or social media or anything like that. That's not work. Um, and when you, when you actually work that way in a deep state, you don't need to work that many hours, number one, and you can, and it doesn't need to be one continuous block of eight hours either. Uh, so the way I do things is I kind of break my day up and in the morning I do a lot of health related stuff. I, I walk, I do yoga, I exercise, just started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu actually. And wow. I can, I can fit all that in during the day, during a, during a weekday, um, and still get in a good, you know, six to seven hours of, of productive work. And some people might say, oh, that's crazy. You can, there's no way you can create a, a successful business quote unquote with six hours of work. But if you're doing six hours of real deep work of no distraction type work, you, you can get a heck of a lot done. And that, that for me has been a way for me to stay focused. So, but uh, to get more specific though, about for the, you know, the business and such and how we've stayed focused um, customers, you know, it sounds, it's one of those simple, not easy kind of things where it's like listening to customers and, and, and truly using that as like the, the thermostat as far as what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong and then continually adjusting it. Um, and never just being complacent with, okay, if people seem happy, let's just do whatever we want. It's just always being humble that your customers know what they're, what they like and what they don't like. Um, and, and to really follow that intuition when you're getting a lot of complaints about something or a lot of requests about something, uh, to, to try to, to, to shore that up and to fix it so that customers are happy. Uh, that being said, you also can't be blindly led by customers either because they can lead you down the wrong path. So it's really it, good point. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky dance you have to do as far as definitely paying attention and in my opinion, talking to them, I'd say every day. Um, and I, by talking, I don't mean email. I mean, actually talking like what we're doing right now. Um, but you also have to, uh, also keep in mind that there are some things that they might not know or, or even realize that would make sense or would that, or that would benefit them. Um, and, and that, that part's a little tricky and slippery to figure out, but you, you kind of have to hold both ideas at the same time. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. That's really uh, insightful. So what is it about being a business owner that you really like 
love. I mean, get you out of bed in the morning. It's just like, this is the best thing anybody could ever do. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't think of it quite as romantically as that, uh, but because <laughs> you know, there, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tough. No matter what you do, there's going to be difficult things and, and work you don't want to do. Um, like, like today, I was dealing with Pennsylvania, like sales and use tax. Like, that's not fun. Ugh. Nobody, 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 nobody <laughs> has that in a movie scene about that part. Um, that's why <laughs> I, I actually grew up in PA and I moved to Florida 30 years ago and so glad I don't miss that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of parts that suck about it being an entrepreneur and, and having your own business <laughs> uh, as opposed to working for somebody else where they handle all that crap. Um, but uh, the, the good stuff that I really do enjoy is, is actually talking with customers, like, especially when they're happy, like it, it's fun. It's like, it's cool when you talk to somebody and their eyes light up and they're like, Oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Or, Oh, this is so cool. Thanks for building this. Like that, that kind of stuff's awesome to hear. Um, for me personally, I, you know, I think we probably have a similarity here is uh, the design side of things. Like I'm, I'm the, the lead and really only designer in member space. So all the interface, all the look and feel that's all but I've thought of, and I get a lot of feedback from my team and customers, but um, that to me is fun. I like creating a system and especially creating a system that people are actually using. Like it's yeah. not, I'm not just making software to look pretty because it's nice. It's, it actually is used by people to process millions of dollars every month. And that's, that's a big responsibility, but it's also kind of fun to like, be like, cool. Like I made this system that people use and it actually works well and we get compliments. So yeah, that, that part for me is definitely energizing. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, it's wonderful. <clears throat> That's why I talk so much about customer relationships and building really good, solid communication uh, between you and your, your clients and your customers. It's so critical. Yeah, definitely. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. One of the things I hear from solopreneurs is that they sometimes feel a bit disconnected by the sheer nature of their work. What they long for is peer-to-peer -peer camaraderie, support, and the sharing of ideas with other solopreneurs. I know it can be a bit lonely when you're working from your home office or traveling by yourself serving your clients. When I created Simplify and Multiply, I wanted to change that. I wanted to create a place where solos could gather, share ideas, as well as challenges with others who understand what it's like to be a solopreneur. Well, that's what you'll find at the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. Although it's free to be part of the Peer Club, you do need to be a solopreneur to join. Head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and learn more about this community and how it will benefit your soul as well as your business. Again, that's simplifyandmultiply.com to learn more. <laughs> On the flip side of that coin, what are, what is like one thing that you would like to change or improve about your business right now? Um, it's tricky because at the moment we don't have any like burning fire or anything that's terribly wrong. I'm I, I'm I'm like a very systems uh, oriented kind of guy, so I've created and revised and constantly editing our systems that we have as a company. So when anything that that is kind of terrible, we've we've at least fixed somewhat. Everything's pretty good at least. Um, and some things are great. Uh, the only the only thing I, I, to come back to what we talked about earlier is is WordPress and, and Squarespace. The fact that our, our business is completely centered around Squarespace is mm -hmm. good and bad. And the bad part is if something happened where Squarespace, they, I don't think they'd ever do this, but if they said no more third parties on Squarespace, that could like turn our business off like that. And yeah. that's, scar oh. that's scary. It's also very unrealistic, but it's, mm -hmm. po it's technically possible. And so that part is the biggest thing in my mind as far as 
you know, what, what I know we need to focus on and fix is, is getting, getting on other platforms. Well, I'm also sure that, and this is an assumption on my part, but I'm sure that the people at Squarespace know you and know what you're doing and know that the customers are using their platform because of you. Like they didn't escape to WordPress and use uh, all of the membership type plugs in, plugins that WordPress requires when you build a membership site or go onto one of the other providers like Kajabi or something like that. And, and they want to keep those customers. So it's kind of a win-win if they continue to allow you to play in their sandbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the only issue is, is, is it comes down to kind of, I guess, leverage is that even though for us, we have, a, we have a lot of customers and for a lot of people, they would love to have the, the amount of customers we have. It's still a drop in the bucket compared to the total amount of customers that Squarespace has. It doesn't, oh. it might not be enough to move the needle in their mind. So they're, they're like, yeah, it's nice to have them, but we could take it or leave it if, if you exist or not, because that's not going to, it's not going to affect their bottom line that much yet. Uh, so it, it's, it, it's still, it's still a precarious position, I, I think, for us to be in. <laughs> well, there's a goal for you, Ward. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get every Squarespace customer, <laughs> whether they want a membership site or not. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you have a lot of solopreneurs as customers, you know, like myself. And what do you find that solos struggle with most as they come to member space? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing I always tell people is build an audience before you launch a membership business. All right, everybody likes the idea of people paying them on a recurring basis every month. Like, that sounds great um, automatically, but it's just unrealistic uh, for that to happen, no matter how pretty your website is. Um, or even actually, in, in a lot of cases, how good it is, the content or service you're providing, that obviously will help. And, but the initial getting started part, nobody knows who you are. And mm -hmm. uh, the best way to launch and have a little traction to begin is, is to have an audience built. And we always tell people, especially for solopreneurs, uh, anyone can do this. Whatever it is that you're providing a service or product for, you're clearly some version of an expert or, or, or qualified to talk about it. So provide free information around that topic for people. Generally, I'd recommend an email list because that way it's social media platforms are they have their own uh, privacy issues and other things. Um, but they're also your, you, they control your, 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 your audience. Then if you, if you're, if, if you're building your audience on social media, that's good in some ways, but it's bad because they control it. Whereas an email list, you control it, right? You can, if you don't like your email provider, like MailChimp, you can move to another one, but the email list is yours. That's a real asset. Um, and so building that up by providing free information through a newsletter or whatever, um, is a good way to start getting people. And then once you're ready to launch a membership business around the topic that these people signed up for anyway, it's a great way to get, get that bump be, uh, started and, and to start building a sustainable business, not just a business that you're doing on the side because you need to generate a certain amount of revenue to make this full time and to keep growing it. So you need customers for that and an audience. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I can't emphasize how important what Ward just said, you know, listener, <laughs> because this is exactly when I start working with new clients, this is the first component that we develop when we build their website. It's we create a lead magnet or something that we can start building that list from. And you're right, Ward, it is all about that list and having that one to one relationship with uh, the customer directly and not you know, relying on social media to do it. I can tell you how many times I've gone on recently, especially uh, to Facebook for like a live and 
the the host has problems with the bandwidth or their video's not working. I mean, it's just relying on a platform like social to do a true communication is really tricky. And, uh, you know, keeping the relationship close, which is why I love the membership idea, because you're bringing that person into your Squarespace website. Right. Yeah. It's more intimate. Um, and yeah, it allows you to have a real communication with folks, not, not just saying, follow me just to follow me. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to provide real information and you can always unsubscribe. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, I'm a big proponent of, of trying to build an email list as the top priority for, for every new business. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of your uh, customers or wannabe customers uh, are building their list through paid advertising or are they doing organically or is it does it vary? Mostly organic, it seems. I mean, a lot of the ones we, I've talked to, you know, have some kind of group built up a lot of times in Facebook, to be honest. Um, and mm -hmm. then from there, they kind of funnel them into into an email list. Um, but generally, yeah, at least the ones I've spoken to, not, not a ton of paid ad. I mean, I generally would advise against that, too, just because, you know, you're, you're you're throwing money after something. You don't even know if it's worth it yet. If you, if you can, mm. if, if what you're providing is so um, not like if it, if it doesn't grab people to, to sign up or to at least visit your website in the first place, paying people to come look at it, it just seems it seems silly. Like if you're providing value and you're and you're and you're solving a problem that people actually have, they should naturally want to go to your website and join your email. It's not, not mm -hmm. every single person, but you should be able to build something organically. And if, if you can't do that, something's off about your value prop, I'd say, uh, fundamentally. Gotcha. Great tip. Great tip. So just as we're kind of wrapping up here, can you can you share a, like a, a story of one of your customers that was like a really super awesome success story? Like they started, you know, almost at the bottom with very little list and then they built their list and then they got a, a membership site going and now they're just killing it. Yeah, um, I, I'd say uh, Christy, uh, Christy Harrison. Um, she, we have a case study on the member space website. If, if you go there, you can check her out. But yeah, she, she started with, um, she was actually a journalist. And then from there, she started getting interested in like food and nutrition. And then from there, she uh, basically, if I recall the, the timeline, she started a Facebook group just to, for, for a group of people who were trying to think of dieting and nutrition in, 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 in different than the, the standard that a lot of people hear out there. And she started resonating with people and, and, the, and, and the Facebook group kept growing and growing. Um, and then eventually she started doing one-on-one -on -one consulting with people. Uh, and, that, and that eventually that got completely filled up. So she couldn't physically do and do more one-on-one -on -one consulting. Otherwise she'd go crazy. And then that's when she transit and she clearly had an audience built up. And then she transitioned to a membership business because, and that's what we hear a lot of people do actually is they do one-on-one -on -one type work. And then once that gets to full capacity, they need a way to scale it. Or they want, or or, or they want just one way to help more people because if they're booked up, they're not helping anyone. So there's the money aspect, but if you if you feel like you're truly helping people, then yeah, you need, you need a way to do that at scale. One on one is is limited. Um, exactly. And so then that's when she initially launched a membership business, and 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 it, and it, and it, it worked. She had a podcast as well, which helped her build an audience in the beginning too. Um, but the membership business worked because she, she has a nice website, she had good pricing, she provides great content, but the fundamentals were there. She built up an audience, she knew what that audience wanted, wanted what they wanted to talk about, because that's the other uh, good part about building an audience, is you learn about them. 
they don't just join an email list in, in, in a vacuum. You, you get to hear their interaction about what they liked about the content, what kind of content they want you to talk more about, what problems they're having, what things they're struggling with. These are all perfect things to use as copy on your website, to use as products and services that you should provide, right? If you hear people complaining about something, that's a good something to fix that they, that, that, that they would probably pay for. Um, and so she did, she did all the fundamentals right, and it worked, and, and it's growing. And so she's definitely a, a good success story from, from member space. Well, that's great. So definitely check that out so you can get inspired and know that anything's possible. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to end with two questions that are tied to this podcast. And so, Ward, what in your business would you like to simplify? Um, let's see. I'd say uh, processes we have, I'm always looking for ways to simplify those better. I feel like we've done a, a pretty good job, but I feel like that's a never ending thing is, is to make your processes simpler for, for you, simpler for your team and simpler for your customer. And, and that, that's a lot of things. So um, I think it's kind of a, ne a never ending thing and that might be okay, but that's something I'm always striving to, to make simpler. And then what in your business would you like to multiply? Um, the number of platforms that member space is available on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will support you in that. So as you get ready to announce that to the world, yeah. then we're going to be right here supporting you and echoing that. So what cool things are coming down the pike for you uh, that you're excited about? Yeah. So one big one is a podcast that we're launching that we're, it's got, definitely got some similarities to what you're doing. Our focus is, is, is really drilling down on pricing strategies and how to build an audience like that. That's really the two things we're focusing on with, with guests on, on, on the show. Uh, if you want to learn more, it's, it's not available quite yet, but if you want to be notified when it is, uh, just go to memberspace.com. You can click on growth and updates in the, in the top tab there, and then just enter in your email address and we'll let you know. Oh, that sounds great. And uh, as, as you get closer to that, I'll make sure my listener uh, is up to date on that as well. And uh, because I think that'd be great uh, for, for the folks that are listening to this particular show. So awesome. awesome. Great. Listen, Ward, it has been a pleasure and you've given lots of great advice and tips and insights. And I so appreciate everything you're doing, not only at Member Space, but what you brought today on the podcast. Thanks, Terry. All right. Appreciate you being here and we'll be in touch. See you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.